you're literally going down the rabbit hole. And, you know, when you hear that, in general conversation, it seems so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, people just be rambling. But nah, like, you're really touching on topics at a whim and dissecting current thoughts, current events, current times, and generating that conversation. And, you know, not a lot of people can do that. The art of conversation has been dull in the past couple decades. But for you to be able to sit down and actually hold it, that conversation and really pick the brain, that's a gift, my boy. It's, it's called patience, having patience. Um, not really being in a rush. Um, everything that a person does is supposed to be intentional and strategic. Understand what you're about to do. Understand what comes with when you decide to do this and be in, and be intentional about it. Um, understand everything step by step that you are training us or you're about to do. Because a lot of people won't do certain things because they feel like it takes too much time. But to just... It takes nothing to sit down and pay attention to what somebody's saying. Instead of either, uh, this is boring, or trying to find flaw and make it feel like they're lying to you and so you're trying to pick apart what they're saying. Just let it flow. Let them pay attention. Because certain things circle back. A lot of things circle back. You don't always have to know exactly verbatim, word by word, what a person has told you that first go round. Get the meat and potatoes out of it. You want you don't need to want to try to catch them in a lie. Right now, just pay attention to what they say because words, no matter, they gonna change by your emotion and how you feel that day. If you happy, you're gonna be nice to me. You're gonna say all the nice things you want to me. You mad at me that day, you're gonna be hurtful. But your behavior is never going to change. Well, this, the things that you do repeatedly, that's a behavior. When you change that, that's when I know it's something wrong. Be in tune to that, ladies and gentlemen. Y'all be thinking that y'all might be tripping, but not. Nah. You do have to pay attention. But that nonverbal matters as much, if not more, than the verbal. If you if you're if you stop doing what you're supposed to be doing out of spite, yeah, nah, I can tell something's wrong with you. What's up? Yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. Up? You going nothing? And that's the thing, people don't want to dialogue and express how they feel because they're afraid people gonna feel gonna tell them they're tripping. Yeah, it's like, hey, how can you tell somebody they're tripping? If it hurt them, it hurt them. If it bothered them, it bothered them. But this world has begun to be so soft. You are now, you don't know what's the real, who's crying wolf because that's all you see is outrage all the time, offense all the time. And you, the things that you're crying that you're offended about or shit like that, it's really not that bad. You're just because it's so easy to tell somebody you offended them and make them feel shamed about it. 
that's your trump card now. Inclusion and opinion. Though liberated to everyone, abused by most, <laughs> taken advantage of by most. Don't ever tell. Don't ever let a person tell you how to feel about shit. Like, or your feeling, your intuition, or your consciousness is, is telling you something off, and somebody throw you off and saying you tripping. No, nigga, if I feel it, that I, I, I say I'm feeling it. I ain't say I think, I'm thinking you, I'm thinking you trying me. No, nigga, I say I feel you trying me, nigga. And you can only feel anything spiritually, and God gonna give you that. The devil don't give you nothing. He influences you. God is going to always give you a feeling. That's why he gave you senses. See? Call it finessing. Call them narcissists. 
call them all of this is all of the the pop the laws you know we exhibit that every day we just don't realize how great we are with some of these that we exhibit we We just don't exhibit all of them together do it separately and and like you said and that's a great point you already do it it's just a matter of when you read it and you conceptualize it with words you can be more aware Mm -hmm. of either how you're using it or somebody trying to use it on you yeah because again the book is not just from a me standpoint it's being aware of people so it's a two way street so as we discuss these few laws because naturally I'm not going to give you all of them that's what's the fun in that no, we're going to give you a few of these laws that have been randomly picked throughout this book. And we're going to generate a conversation. Hopefully at the end of it, in the dialogue, you say this up now, I need to go get that. Or I need to go read that. Or listen to it. Or whatever method of consumption you like. Go check into it. for the laws of power. And we're going to start with the first, first law. Right out the bat. Never outshine the master. Alright. So for you who don't didn't get that one at first hit. Never outshine the master. If you're trying to gain control over a person, especially if you you're starting off in a lower position, mind you. You in corporate America, you you entry level and you got this supervisor that you want a job, or you know that they not up to their job. It's best not that you try to up out outdo them out the gate. Like you said, have that patience. Listen, watch, learn. Because while you're very well trying to take over their position, you still got your flaws too. So you gotta learn how they're maneuvering so you can kind of sharpen your eye. Alright, let me not do this. Let me not do that. Even if you're better than them already still learn how they're doing and maneuvering for that perfect time. Go for it. Okay, let's circle back to that. That goes back to what I was saying with the little girl who who cried wolf. Mm -hmm. Because you're right, you should never outshine your master. But that shows a form of insecurity because when you say outshine your master, sometimes people are so insecure of themselves, they think someone's outshining them, but that's the that person's average. They're just making what they do look easy, and it's outshine. It's showing, and it is it is revealing that you're not giving your all. Or your all is not good enough in the, to, to, to stay up with that average. People are so insecure these days with thinking someone's outshining them, but they're just doing what they usually do. Some people not even in their bag. But with these managers, a lot of people or in superiors, they're fucking sorry and lazy. They yeah. want to just delegate the work. So, but when you come... And you make things and you maneuver things and you put things in place, but you don't have the title of it. 
and it shows and highlights the one with the title is not doing it, that can be viewed as outshining. And that's not outshining. That's not outsmarting your master. Because the master should not tell me I got to dumb myself down mm-hmm. and go lower than with me giving my all. I'm not even going over and beyond. I'm giving my 100%. My, not my 110%. Mm-hmm. Why would you ask me for my 100%? But then when you see my 100%, you say my 100% is too strong. Now, at no point are we telling you. if you Because naturally... You be on your job and you be in your zone and you be in your work done. I have I have a lot of those days. You know, you just in them, you just grooving and you doing it. And like you say, you make it look easy. And we're not saying by no means turn down your shine for nobody else. That's not what we're saying. Do your work. Mm-hmm. You know, if you don't want to but you know, do your work. But it's a matter of doing your work. There, I say, doing too much. Like, you trying to, you really, I want to put, I want to take a picture. All right. It's as if you're trying to do or trying to prove a point, rather. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like, you can effortlessly do your work, but then there's that line of you just trying to do too much. And I can't, I can't articulate that. Are you overly? trying to delegate work and move people in places are you being a leader or are you trying to be someone's supervisor when you don't have that position it's the latter it's the difference of just being a leader and motivating people and keeping people Mm -hmm. in their zone to pump them up to work just as hard as you Mm -hmm. when you say overboard there's that point of this nigga want to be the supervisor Mm -hmm. you bossing people Mm -hmm. around hey go get hey go get that for me this is, it's not, hey, come on, guys. We got this. Uh, oh, man, you can do that. Hey, man, I got you. I got your help. Right, you you're trying to help overshine that. everybody and trying to gain that control really by, like you said, just overdoing But it's just like, and here's, and I guess this is the key point to it. Everybody got insecurities. And you used the word earlier. Everybody got insecurities. And like you said, these, some of these, oh, God, some of these people in authority have gotten so comfortable in authority that they're lackluster in their execution of authority. And so with that, they have these insecurities that's going to try to terminate those that try to upstand them or try to go against the grain or try to come for their job. It's hard when you're in corporate America and you got those spiteful Employers or spiteful supervisors, and I'm not talking about my job. I'm just talking about me. I listen, but I'm talking in general. Like you have those, um, those higher ups, and they will terminate you or get rid of you if you try to outshine the master. Always remember this: for those who don't know. Or can't do, they teach. For those who can do, they lead. You see managers who don't know good and well, they don't deserve to be managers. They're just telling you what to do. They don't deserve that position. Most of them never even had your position. They came in as a manager because of degree. So they're just your manager. They don't know, so they teach. They just go to a training 
They tell them what to tell you and they just teach you. But for those who actually know it, you watch them and they lead you. They don't have to tell you what to do. You see them doing it and you follow suit. That's what you're supposed to do. That's why some people say they don't need to be micromanaged. That's why they can't stand that. Show me and leave me alone. You should not have to stand over me. The master just wants to control you. That's why he said don't outshine me. He wants to control you. This all is a mind fuck with these laws. To keep you in place of knowing what your place is. If you ain't, if you don't know what I know, stay in your place. Don't try to do more than it until you take the time to know. Which we just said earlier. That clean full circle. Exactly what we just said. See? That's, that's when you say don't outshine the master. I'm like, when I heard that initially in the book, I'm like, oh, that screams insecurity. Mm-hmm. That screams control. Because first of all, a white man wrote this. So, you know how it is. They, they want power. That's all they have. Because, again, power is different from influence. White folks got power because they control resources. We are influencers. So, we can create something. It can be hot. It may fizz out, phase out, but it's going to be hot. It depends on how long we want to stay on it. But if we want it to die out, we'll kill it. If we want to cancel something, each other, we'll cancel it. But we are canceling each other because we are the ones who control all that. So if we want it to stop, we stop. Because it's our own people, it's easier to control it. Because we need to help each other. So we know if we stop fucking with you, they ain't fucking with you on the other side. So that's that's the funny thing about it. We are influencers. They have power, so they that's all they have. They can't influence us. They can only make us. That's why they are police officers. That's why they all want to make laws. That's why our older generation, they beg for them to make a law to stop something because they feel like that's the only way somebody will stop. Please make a law. That people have been begging the Democrat Party to please make a law. Please do this. And it's like they begging for it to stop. All we have to do is just stop that shit, dog. We don't have to. We want somebody to tell the world, go wear a mask. If wearing a mask, motherfucker, is the most thing that, that can save you, the ones who got common sense, they'll wear it. But don't make no law to make somebody do it. If they feel like they good, they good. You can't make somebody do something. Rules are for people. Rules are created for people don't, who don't have common sense. That is why white people don't like to follow rules. Because they feel like they got common sense. And rules are made for people who needs to be controlled. Because they don't have common sense. That's why they're so rebellious. They say we are above that. What the fuck you gonna make a rule for me? Bitch, I know how to walk around this shit. These laws. Again, and it, it takes a level of common sense to enact and follow 
rules too, because if you don't have that confidence, you ain't gonna do it anyway. But when it comes to you and trying to maneuver in this thing called life, I promise you, it's really all about strategy. And that's what we talked about earlier. Like it's this all is strategic. And I this is my last point on this topic. When you talk about never outshine the master, it goes back to what me and JP said. It's it's you being in a position, even if you're in a sub, like if you're you know subordinate to someone or you're a constituent, you learn until the right time for you to take whatever mental is you striving for. You learn from your person. You learn from your supervisor. You learn and you learn and you learn until you got everything that you need. Because if you go and you try to outshine your master and then they hit you with something you don't know, then you look stupid. Hmm? Now that just, that that one slice could be the difference between you gaining power and you being either demoted or fired. Or killed, depending on the line of work you're doing. The last one. <laughs> Never outshine your master. Alright. Now, win through actions, never through argument. Law number nine. Win through W-I-N. Win through actions, never through argument. We can take that to the smallest of subjects. You gotta argue with somebody to prove your point. You gave somebody a, a boundary and they violate, you can either chit chat with them or you can cut them off. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, if you chit chat with them, that means you're willing to tolerate the chance of even more violation. Mm-hmm. But if you go ahead and cut it off, chances drop substantially. But it depends on what you consider violation and what you consider to the severity Whatever of the violation. Whatever you put your boundary at. Yeah. Whatever okay. you put your boundary at. You okay. made it known. And they violate that boundary. You either give a chance or not. Now, have you given that boundary before they, they, violated. they violated? Have you came that's above? The assumption. Like, that's okay. the assumption. So, so this motherfucker know that that's always been my boundary. You didn't have to check somebody and say, well, you didn't know. So let me go ahead. You know, this is the first time. I want to let you know that's one of my boundaries. Don't do that shit again. Mm-hmm. And then they go and violate. Mm-hmm. But this is somebody that's known you for a while. Or mm-hmm. this is an initial meeting point and you just spill off all your boundaries. Because how many people usually do that? Not that- many people do that. My, not many people are flat honest about what they can take and what they can't take because they're afraid of people looking at them as in you're you over judgmental but that's or fault, you don't give them that's the benefit fault. of the doubt. Because a lot fault. of people, if they give their boundaries up front and if a person has to view you like that, that means they never was for you anyway. Nobody should ever hear your boundaries and put a severity scale of if you trip or not about that being your boundary. Nigga, that's my boundary. And with that being said, you never, you went through your actions. If you, 
you want peace in a situa- situation, you're going to act on it. You ain't going to just keep talking about it. If you want to resolve, you're going to do something about it. And, I mean, even, I remember, like, bro, we used to always have them different things, ain't no talking, some sight, all that. But, bro, in, the thing, in this thing called, like, we ain't going to just talk about jobs. We just talk about life in life general. general. Because talking, man, it takes so much. And you and you got to, I got to know, like, I got to, like, really care for you to talk about, keep talking about the situation. And the situation can be on whatever scale. But, again, that boundary, and it's on the spectrum for everybody. Because if they do something so egregious that you really just got to cut them off, hopefully you cut them off. I don't want to get no examples because I don't want to trick nobody. But... If in your mind you know that something is that thing that you do not want crossed or you do not want someone done to you, and like we said, it's something you've already established. If you verbalize it, they understood it, they said okay, they probably said some bullshit like I ain't gonna never hurt you. Yeah, if they do it, how many times are people staying in relationships that you continuously being hurt? You ain't gotta put the hands on you. They can emotionally abuse you. They can, they can, you know, let's think of that. Because I don't wanna talk about domestic violence, but that is a, that's an elephant in the room. But it's it's just, what you gonna do about it? I remember that movie enough with Jennifer Lopez. She kept talking about it, she kept excusing it, she kept, okay, okay, being weak and shit. Until that point, she said, ah. Um, that's something. One thing that I've had to really pray on and really, really get better at, and I'm proud of myself because I've been really working on it, but um, I have a real bad um, thing with addressing shit. Like, I have to, like, if I feel like some shit, like, if I feel some type of way about, you know, uh, an interaction or a... me feeling like you cross a boundary or whatever, whatever, like family member, friend, like I feel like something I have to address that. I got to let you know. Hey, I don't need you to leave off the phone. I don't need you to leave my presence. I don't need you to leave anywhere without you knowing, nigga, that hey, that can't happen. Hey, what you said. I got to let you know, don't walk away thinking that bullshit was, I don't want you to go tell that shit to somebody else and they look at you crazy. Like, I got the people who I care about or people who I give my energy and time to within conversation, advice, or venting. Like, I still can't let you rattle off bullshit and you you walk off thinking you just wanted to vent with a yes person. Like, I mean, I'm going to ask you, you just want to listen in ear. But when you get out of hand, I either got to stop you and say, hey, 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 hey. Like, all right, it's getting to the point where I got to respect you that I'm letting you vent. But you're starting to spew some bullshit to where I don't think you taking accountability. Now you just want to just blame, blame, blame. And like, if we're going to keep going down there, I don't want to talk anymore because I don't want to give my advice and it pissed you off because you didn't ask for advice. But I can't subject myself to receive this energy that you're giving me. And I know that it's bullshit. And I don't want to trigger you by letting you know. Because right now, you're not trying to hear that. But respect me and just stop. Yeah. 
if you, if I can't give you advice and let you know, hey, hey, stop, that's bullshit. Like, if I can't do that, then I want you to stop. And with understanding boundaries, it's like, you know, that's one of my boundaries. Like, I'm always open to people to come and vent. But why you can't just keep bringing me bullshit, especially when knowing that I've been having a good day. You don't know how good of a day I know. Somebody, you can be having a good day, but somebody always has to come to you with a sad story. And it's like, damn, you could have went the whole day. Somebody else is like, man, I got tried. And you ain't got tried all day, but you know you got to now pour into somebody else or be a listening ear. And if you can't talk back, you just listening, you start to realize how it takes your, your energy meter down. And you begin to feel, you start to take that shit on your shoulders now. you like, man, fuck. And then what part are you going to do something Yeah. are so funny now um our mom our aunties depending on the age range of your mom some of us have older parents and some of us have parents that's still in the 50s mm-hmm. right and then you got grandmas that's in 70s so I, my mom is 50 something right their generation now it's crazy how society has got they're afraid to die our generation, me and your generation, is afraid to get old. That's why our generation still turns up. They always want to still be on the scene. They always care about how they look. They want to stay relevant because they don't want to seem old now. The generation above us, they seen how sick people got with COVID. They ran to get the vaccine because they were afraid of death. It was, it's such a mind game that's going on with us in society, bro. Till it's like, damn, we don't know how to continue to carry good energy because of so much that we intake with social media and social and society. So we don't even know what to accept for people. When you say, well, how much are you going to take before you actually make a decision? Bruh, you got so much going on in this day and time. And do you not realize how fast time is moving throughout the day that your head is spinning? That you have to connect dots and have to regain your composure all the fucking time. You, when you going to work, bruh, with no kids and just being married, bro. You still feel the weight of the shit on your shoulders and it's just you and your woman. It's just two adults. Not even a little child that you got to feel like is looking up to you. And that's the type of stress you may go through, God. Everybody got their own stress. You know, but in our age range, bro, at 30, 
our, some of our parents had kids that was in middle school by 30. Bro, our generation don't even have kids in there mm-hmm. stressing the fuck out, cuz. It's pressure. So your energy, you don't, you have to really be on top of your game to say and be really on your ten toes. Like you said, at what point are you going to say and be unapologetic about it? Because at the end of the day, you only can protect your own peace. But you got to know at what point in time, but you playing mind tricks on yourself to say this is the time to let it go. But then you go back and battle and say, no, maybe let me give him another chance. I mean, you You don't need the championship to call it a win. That's a win itself. And I'll tell you this. People, people, and kind of, kind of like the little one power. But people ain't going to leave you if you just keep talking about something. You just keep talking about it. Nah, nah. You know, like, you, you have nothing to show for it. Or you going to, you keep saying, I'm going to do such and such. But have you done it yet? Like, what's... That is the law of power. You win, not through talking, but through action. You win, not by going back and forth, but cutting off whatever cancerous entity that's in your life right now. You don't win by compromising your peace. You win by restoring it, by cutting people off. That's it. No. Ooh, this one's gonna be fun. Law 14. Pose as a friend. Work as a spy. In the realm of power, your goal is to get that level of information. It's a degree of control over future events. If you work as a, if you pose as a friend and work as a spy, you're paying attention during social gatherings, innocuous encounters. You're just, you, you, you're gaining information. Some may call that two-faced. <laughs> so 
we'll call that a nod. Mm -hmm. Perhaps so, depending on why you're doing it. Because mm -hmm. there are government entities that literally pay people to pose as people to get information. Mm -hmm. But then, when you have the underground realm, you have people who are actually infiltrating different things and snitching. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I mean, both are one the same. One is just more legal than the other. But, in whatever it is you're trying to do, some may call that networking. Mm -hmm. In the more sinister circles, they, they call that networking. Getting good with the company, a colleague, just to get information for them for whatever reason. Be careful with that. Because there are downsides, you know. Information it's critical to power, but like if you're a spy, you gotta be willing to know that people gonna spy on you. That's the flip side. Cause while you looking at somebody else, you you may forget that somebody really looking at you too. Yeah. I mean, but is is as a spy? Are we looking in the literal terms of that is their job as a spy or? But we saying spy as in because of the behavior that they exhibit, it's classified as a spy. Because that just means you saying that you spying on somebody, somebody can be spying on you. That's just, no, that doesn't mean you minding somebody else's business. <laughs> and niggas trying to figure out why the fuck you mind why you minding other people. Hey, what, you got, what you got going on now, people trying to figure out. What you got going on? Why you in the motherfuckers business? That's what I'm saying. Spot. Ego, That's ego, it. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it's the exhibited behaviors. I feel you, but it's like it's whatever you wanted to be. Yeah, because it works in every single pattern. It doesn't matter. Cause okay, cause like you just said, if that standard their profession, they work for like CIA or some like real off the grid shit. They're literally contracted to pose as a spy. But you said play as a friend. Pose as a, pose pose as as a, a friend. friend. At work as a work spy. as a spy, right? Mm-hmm. These people be amazing. You should never have to pose a relationship with somebody. But that's not a relationship. This is an act of like overcoming them though. But when they say pose as a friend, friend is this word that when the definition of friend what do we classify as a friend? Do we now? Are you just saying someone who's friendly? You ever seen the show The Imposters? Yes, I, I, and I, I, I heard when you talked about it with old girl on your episode too. Um, that is one of my favorite movies. That was that was a good Because again, when you are emotionally drawn to somebody, she. That is like, uh, what is that? That's like a law, um, what is it? Like 20s with uh, Elizabeth, right? Mm -hmm. She wanted to just play around in the street. She didn't want to get married. That just shows the power of a woman. Uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl that was on the imposter. What was her name? Uh, what, did, what was her name? Uh, the first one? The first one, um, the movie, but whatever her name was, she had a 
she had um the power like Elizabeth had of knowing vagina will make a man weep and she was beautiful she was beautiful she got a lot of those men she posed as a friend and she was spying mm -hmm. but she already knew they was already them her mark however she knew their insecurities the car dealership man he was not he wasn't a big time what he was a football player or something like that uh, or a car dealership he was um the top salesman but all he wanted was to feel like everybody praised him that dealership meant a lot to him that made him on top of the world she played on that because she wanted to make him feel like he was a jock make him feel so that's what opened him up to be subjective for her to sneak and do because all he she paid attention to what he said that he wanted from a woman or from people mm. and she overly gave that to him and it made him feel good she overly gave to each one of those individuals what they told her they was looking for and what what makes them tick mm -hmm. and she did it and they put their guards down because mostly, bro, when somebody tell you what they really want, they really mean that. Mm -hmm. Some Mostly in relationships, they say, I just want to go out and look pretty and blah, 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 blah. Most of the time, that's just what the fuck they want to do. Find a place for them to go dress up and get pretty for because she just wants to go out. That's what they want. So if you overly give them, oh, they would give back to you because they're feeling like, you're giving, all they're doing is asking and you're giving them. And they was very, very weak. Now, for clarity, I know what you're talking about. I saw what you're talking about. You're talking about the movie The Imposters. Yeah. I'm talking about the show The Imposters. Oh, you're talking about with, um... Oh, girl, who... And, and for those of you who have not seen The Imposters, picture, main character, Maddie, right? Beautiful young lady, and I'm, I'm taking a picture out of the time now. She works for this secret agency who basically sets her up with these men. The marks. And they pull these jobs. You're talking about the same one. You're talking about a movie or a show? The one that's on Netflix. We're talking about the same okay, one. So Maddie, Maddie is okay. the one that they had to go back to her roots and find out she was from like a country where she was from, Tennessee or something like that. And yes. The, again, the yes. dude, okay. she was um, married to each one of them, the dude that had the dealership. The, the dude parents who ran the corporation and she had a, a bull dagger that she uh, finessed mm, to. Yeah. But she was trying to get the agent that was spying on her. And while you're taking that to the plot, okay, I, I knew it, but I was like, it's a movie like that too. Okay, I see where you're going with that. And while that's very much true of how she enacted it, I got to put this pin in that. Mm-hmm. It's the fact of, and I need this to be a, I need this to be a disclaimer to all listeners. Here's the thing. They already, that's the thing about that mark. Like, they knew a lot about that person. So, yeah, she was able to play to everything, like you just said. Like, she only gave them whatever that her, her character was. She had different characters. So she only gave them enough 
to play on what she gave them, but she already knew what they had before they told her. She just needed them to confirm it and to show her. Because they don't jump on the mark. They study their marks yeah, before study, they die. And they study you. So she knew. That's the point I'm trying to make. She knew what they She needed confirmation to even dig deeper. But she had already had the character of what she's going to give them. Mm-hmm. It's easy to give them. Because she can play it she out. She can play it out. But all you got to do is listen to what they're telling you. And do what they're asking to do. And that's what made it so easy. That is why the the police officer dude, he was in character. And that's why he was able to mm-hmm. throw her off because he wasn't her mark. Mm-hmm. He was studying she, her. She, he was studying her. Yeah. yeah. But it took one mistake for him to slip up and she was on to him. Mm-hmm. That's what he fucked up because he started falling in love too. Because again, vagina. Made him weak. I'll tell you, ladies, y'all got an arsenal on you, man. It's, it's how you use it, but it's an arsenal nonetheless. So, fellas, beware. And not even that. They played their character so down to the T yeah. that it was the black old ruly auntie that didn't trust a bitch that was coming in. Mm-hmm. That's how you know black people, bruh. We know. We see through it. A woman intuition. Women can't stand each other. They can't. They are very catty with each other. Women are the most in competition with each other because they operate on survival. Women have they compete and and again. The world makes it seem like men are always competing. But how many times in a conversation with every nigga that you talk to, they just be like, man, I just want to see my niggas win. Mm-hmm. If every nigga keeps saying that, how we keep saying niggas be hating on each other? Some do. They do. They do. But again, in our mind, we are thinking niggas hate all niggas. We, one thing about it, bro. With niggas, we can get in an argument, fight over something, shake hands, and it be dead. Even over a female, it would hurt. We talk it out. We be like, man, bro, what was we doing? <laughs> we never hit below the belt. We never go telling each other secrets. You the ones that don't know you that really be doing the most. Because if, like you said, it's the ones you know, it's the ones you talk to, it's the ones you around, that you're able to squash that time. But be the ones that probably don't know but, you. Uh, but for his auntie to be able to sniff that out. Women only protect brothers, sons, nephews, and cousins. They will protect you from another woman though because she know what a woman gonna do. But they will never break girl code. When it comes to standing against women, I mean against men, women blend together. And they will lie for each other and they will fight. They will be like, boy, no. But when it is an attack to stand on a man, like, like how they would say, we would say women cheat more than men. If we just start that out with a comment, they'd be like, no, no, we don't. No, no, we don't. But let a man go out and try to stick his chest out and be like, women stupid, boy. 
we be cheating on them like that. They don't be knowing. And then they be like, nah, nigga, we cheat way better than y'all. They pick and choose when they want to. And they blend together. They blend together. Niggas is the only ones that will bust it's that woman so to me. It's like, with the world, it's just so many people that, like, the ones that know it, they be quiet. But then they'll speak loud, like you just said, and it's on the other foot. Like, they'll yeah. speak it. But... Yeah, some, they, they, some don't even be saying this at like two tunes. Some just be quiet. Yeah, until they, because they're reactive. They're not gonna come at your throat until they have to react. Women not, women don't really. They're not. When it comes to being petty, they throw shots, but they're not very aggressive when the women react to a lot of things. A lot of women cheat on men because they got cheated on. Women want to be faithful to men until we fuck it up. And one thing about it, if a woman wants some get back, it's easy for her to get get back. Because why men are weak to vagina? If it's easy, and that woman, because she already said, I'm going out the fucking nigga to get back on. So any nigga she pick is going to get lucky. It's just up to you not to fuck it up. And there's niggas out here who talk themselves out of She already knew you and you talk your way out of it. But men won't blend together because, again, we can't live without women. We can't live with them, but we damn sure can't live without them. So if that woman say, listen, well, if women say we ain't giving y'all no coochie no more, y'all got to go into war, we going to be like, fuck. I don't want to be fighting with my niggas, but I ain't trying to fuck them niggas. If y'all, if y'all gonna leave, niggas gonna go to war. Niggas be like, boy, I got to have some booty to rub on that night. It's only right. You my nigga, but boy, listen. She do some things. Yeah, that. We, that, yeah. That's a whole other conversation. Let's. Yeah. Wow. But, but to be the spy, that's what she was. Like he said, somebody spying on you, and that's what he did to her. Hoes is a friend. There is a spy. Mm. All right. Number 18. Do not build fortresses to protect yourself. Isolation <clears throat> is dangerous. Mm-hmm. Since power is a human creation. It's inevitably increased by contact with other people. So this just simply says, use your village. Use your people that's around you. If you got a network of people in whatever discipline you're working in, use that. Don't try to do You can't do everything by yourself. Let's start that. We already know that. We spoke on about our lives and every other self-help book says, we cannot do this by ourselves. If you... You podcasting is great to collab with other people in your area that's podcasting. It does not what's it to hurt that you to be able to sit down and you know dare I say fellowship and networking just shoot the shit. I mean, hey, nothing negative can come from that. Only positive can come from that. 
we I, I like to see how you know there is more collaboration in the city I like to see the expansion I like to see how you know everyone's supporting to whatever degree my thing is if you I can't put that no simple you're not gonna do this by yourself and if you try to you're not gonna you might you ain't gonna get as hard as you want to as hard as you want I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you that Mm -hmm. But you, you know, so you, so you, pretty too quiet, brother. So you, you ain't saying that wrong. So you, I mean, I mean, hey, everybody like to say they got it on their own. Like I know everybody <laughs> like to say you, know, you got out the mud, but even somebody had to give you an opportunity to get out the mud. You know, somebody provided that rope. Somebody provided that ladder. Somebody provided that structure. In or some type of level to get out. You did not get out of the trenches or to whatever successes by yourself. Some opportunity came with us. So something. Something. And if nothing came, then God came. You didn't do this on your own. If no tangible else. But he sent some. He sent someone. You done, sent someone. You ordered some shit off Amazon. You didn't do it on your own. Yeah. He he sent <laughs> someone to be the blessing for you. So is you didn't get it by yourself, bro. Like, people got to stop saying that. And people got to stop, you know, at saying that a nigga, you know, has some shit handed to him. Like, uh, people just, is that's just a form of, again, a back and forth to just discredit people. Like, just congratulate them for, for Supporting each other. Yeah. What, 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 what does it don't it cost hurt? you nothing. What does it hurt? It don't cost anything, bro. Like, bro, okay. I get it. Everybody want to have this shot. I get you. You want you want to be able to have your name on the marquee. You want to make sure that your name at the top of the flyer. You want to make sure your name is in the mouths of the ma of the masses. What happened? Sure. But let me tell you something. I can guarantee you, whomever you are collaborating with does not have the same following that you do. And when they start to post, when they start to, you know, support your ordeal out loud people that's following them want to see like you said who's influencing others you're going to see like what's up so yeah let me tap into what they got going on oh shit bro for every for every yeah, person that has four thousand friends for every hundred people that you share it to for every one person out of that hundred shared and then they shared a hundred times one person out of that 100 shared and then so forth and so on. <laughs> We try to look at it in a holistic form, but we want 30 people to do it. But if you, for every one person out of 100, for each thing, bro, that's still growth. And we don't, we don't want to hear that. You don't want to be appreciative for that. Like, that slow grind is the most gratifying grind that you can get because the faster that it comes, the faster that it leaves, the slower that it comes the more that you pay attention to the things that you can't lose, that you 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 cherish, that you don't want to take a gamble on, that you be like, nah, can't. Yeah, you realize the mistakes that you, it's slow, it's a slow down to where you can really process things. But that fast, it's like, bro, the faster that you grow, like, Charlemagne said something, man, the other day, it was like, there's two things that that you just it's just gonna always it's gonna change with you. You're never gonna always be the youngest. 
and you're never gonna always be the richest. Somebody's gonna always be younger than you every day. And somebody each day is gonna make more money than you. So however that you are right now, like it's temporary, bro. Like those are two things that's temporary. So and and we hold those two things near and dear to want to measure success of when you say the podcasting or anything that people have going on, it's like, bruh, why can't we have togetherness? Why just can't? Like, what is going to hurt of together? Why do somebody always has to have MVP or has to be the, it has to be the one to get recognized for you to feel, rather than just saying that God, we got it done and we all did it. People has to have the highlighted congratulations, like, and the more that you, it's a rat race, so, yeah, it's never going to be together. Brother, just saying, bro, we all came together, and we just all grew. Wow. You just want to say which one is the top podcast, which one is the top restaurant. Like, why well, just came you say we all, we all grew. And even if it ain't even on no business tip or endeavor, let's talk, let me, let me spend a block on the village. Let's, let's. Let's talk about the people who are intimately close to you. Mm-hmm. Sometimes <laughs> I can't go that far. You can't go through a storm by yourself. You cannot. I want you to try to argue me down and not you take it. Like you and this and like I want you to tell me. Yes, I can. No, you can't. Because if you yourself and just your body was dropped in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean by yourself in the midst of a storm, are you going to make it? I would, I would hope and pray that as I'm going through this, I'm not going to saying this over Somehow, in some way, if it's only me, I gotta find a way to get out of it, bro. Like that's that of uh, uh, the competitive nature in you of not saying. So let's circle back, bro. It's a difference for you you saying that you trying to get out of the Atlantic Ocean and there's a life raft right there. You saying, nigga, get that shit out my face. I'm gonna get out of this by myself. That's the difference of saying that you can't get out by it. You are bla- you are blatantly saying no to help and you're trying will to get it out of the way. Will you get it regardless? If you say yes to help or not, will you get it? Will you survive that by yourself? In the midst of if I had no choice, then the competitiveness in anybody, you have to make it out because nobody wants to die. So that's a no. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I, I've never been trapped in it, so I don't know. If I can't make it out, but you so t- so listen. What I'm trying to, what I'm asking you is, of knowing, bro, of life and death. When you're put in a life and death situation, no matter how extreme that it seems to you, you you don't want to die, so you're going to fight your way out of it. And if you make it out, you are a hero. If you don't, you went out swinging. But we're not saying that. Just if I know one day, if I run into a Falling into the pit of the Atlantic Ocean, I'm just telling myself off the rip is over with. <laughs> no, nigga. I'm like, I'm about to try. And if I don't make it, yes, it's over with. 
But nigga, I'm not just saying if it happened, it's over with. I appreciate the philosophy because that's that's definitely it's definitely valid. But the black and white of it is realistically, if you're dumped in the middle of the ocean and it's a fucking storm ensuing, one, you're gonna panic. You got water coming at you from below and above. But listen, you are, are you gonna to try to fight your way out though? But that's, that's are you already that one key element that question that one question that supports another answer. My only question is, will you survive by yourself? I don't know because I'm For damn me. near trying to. You're going to try, I'm but trying. will you make it? I don't know. I've never been there before. I don't know. Okay, so I don't know if there's an Olympian or a world <laughs> of how long somebody can swim across the ocean. I'm trying. But in a storm? Okay, realistically, okay. I don't know how far I can see. I know good and well if there's no sure on the end. I'm dead, but I'm trying. Okay, so I, you know what? I'll I'm take, dead. I'll You're take right. that. I'll take that. You're right. You can, you can try as you might. Yeah. In whatever storm you can by yourself. But nine times out of ten, it, yes, there is always a life raft in the wind because God ain't too far from you. You ever been on the cruise before? <laughs> okay, so just, <laughs> be, just being in the middle of the water, right? So I get what you're saying. If we fall out, I, I, I don't see no land, Anywhere. nowhere near. So I'm like, damn, I'm done for. But I'm like, boy, but I'm going to have to try. Yeah, try. But I'm like, I got to try. But you're right. I feel like I'm dead. But, boy, I don't know what's going to click in me to be like, boy, maybe I can. Maybe I'm going to be the first nigga. You can try. But I can try. And but we can. Like, and that's the and I'm that's thinking the in my head, like, you can now, try. That you, now that I think about it, now what you're saying, bro, I'm a, I am will give you your props. Now that I'm thinking about it, when I see myself in the middle of the world. You know what? I should have left that illustration because that is a beautiful and perfect illustration. If you have been on a cruise, you can go around that whole little deck and all you see is water. No land. No land. <laughs> and it can be intimidating for sure, but yeah. it's so beautiful. Like, you, yeah. you see nothing but ocean 360 around that cruise ship deck. And yeah, if you were to so happen to go overboard and someone reports it in a timely manner, they may stop the boat. I mean, if it ain't the day at sea already, but they may stop the boat and issue your life raft. Ooh, I should have said at nighttime because that's some scary shit. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's that, there's that life raft. It's ever so close. But if you try to do it by yourself, you're not going to get as far as you would have if you took the time to use your village and use the resources that's around you. Don't build that fortress around yourself. That is dangerous. You yeah. need people around you. You need people to help you support. If a fire break out, you need a fire extinguisher. Like, mm-hmm. Use what's around you. Mm-hmm. Play the perfect quarter. C O U R T I E R. Quarter. <sighs> Again, that kind of goes back into you playing at people's insecurities. 
you kind of you tip and you you're being strategic in how you move. You know, you never criticize over Boogie because I mean that's not the perfect order. The perfect order is someone who blends in and follows and observes and you know executes as needed. The perfect order is one who you know. Yeah, I see that you're on some craziness, but I'm I'm just gonna do what I need to do and just let you find out that you made that mistake on your own. They're like magicians. They deceptively play with their appearances, only letting those around them see what they want them to see. Again, Vanessa. <laughs> they call it Two-Face again, someone with hidden motives, whatever you want to call it. And you know what? Those things you want to call it is really irrelevant because if we were in a time of all this emotional intelligence mm -hmm. and opinions, like we said, mm -hmm. and just all these terms, this would just be regular life. This would be people just doing what they need to do to survive. Mm -hmm. But yet, from a vapor standpoint, you can be like, yeah, you, you, you ain't shit. You mm -hmm. two-faced, what happened? But again, this book is from the perspective of one who wants to obtain power. So yeah, play like you don't know. Or play like you... Not to just survive. Have power. Have power. <laughs> it's always... It's, I mean, it's how you play it. Again, you gotta study people. You gotta be patient. And some of these, some of these laws, when you read it, it may sound redundant on the surface, mm -hmm. but when you look at the execution and the values of it, it's there. There are distinct qualities within it. This can sound very much like one we just talked about, but at the same, like posing as a friend, working as by never outshining the master. That all can sound the same, but it's just how you use it. Mm -hmm. It's just how you use it. You got to do your work job. You want to try to go for a promotion. You know something opening up. You're trying to go for a promotion. You just, you, you kind of just around. You're not doing too much, but you, if they ask you something, you're available. If you, if they ask you a question, you know, you, you're, you're flawlessly doing your work. You're shining bright just like you do. You're not intending to outshine anybody, but you're just doing what you do, and they notice it. Now, if that is a threat on that person, and I guess this is the spirit talking to me, sometimes if they do try to terminate you just because you're doing your work, that means we ain't need to be they know it. Because again, we're not telling you to dim down your light. That's not that's not what on the other side of this. That's not what we're saying. Because you need to do what God called you. You need to give that 100%. You need to shine like you can. But some people can't take that. And they're going to do all they can to block your growth. And that may sometimes mean a relocation. But you need to thank God for the redirection because that just means that the greater blessing is coming to say. You might get with the experience you got at that job, that might qualify you for a managerial position somewhere else. So now you can shine just how you want to. But you play the perfect quarter. By you know, playing the field, play your play your part. Hey, you ain't, it ain't even no, no need to elaborate on that one, man. I like the way you hit on that. So shit, I, I, you can go ahead and move on. I like that one. <laughs>
ain't even gonna mess that up. Despise the free lunch. Mm. Mm. Despise the free lunch. In the realm of power, everything must be judged by its cost. And everything, everything has a price. Mm -hmm. The powerful, you know, must have a grandeur of spirit. You know, they can they can give, they can give, they can give. But when you on the recipient side of that, you gotta you gotta be aware of what why are you giving this to me? Mm -hmm. What do you want? <laughs> <laughs> what is it that you need? Hmm? Hmm. I mean, are you all right? So, are you just receiving? Are you just taking it and receiving it because someone's giving it to you, and you just not even like really giving it for you? Like, oh, motherfucker, are you being dependent on it? Or when you say be observant of saying why are you doing this, it's like. What positions are you putting putting yourself in? Good question. To for them to feel like they're just giving you something. The work and your actions that you put in, like in your mind, for a person that's putting in work and effort and grind, nigga, we just view that as blessings. We don't view that as niggas just giving that done. And I, we should be like, thank you, Lord. Things are falling into place. We don't view it oh, as someone giving me this. So if you would feel like someone is giving you something, you subconsciously know you are not putting your all into something and they're being overly nice. What do you know? That means you have now been honest with yourself. It's like I don't deserve this because I know I ain't doing shit. And I, I don't want and I don't want y'all to listen to this and think this in a matter of benevolence between people that you know. This isn't a conversation for you and about you and your homeboy, where you and your ass, and he he helped you out financially. Because if that's the case, that's supposed to be your dog, and that's that. Well, we looking on the standpoint of when you looking at a in the the power yeah, yeah. of your your master or your supervisor, or in the business realm yeah. of people just giving you something, or even like of even like um when a promotion or of like you said, somebody's just overly being nice to you, giving you things, and you just like, um... I see the intent. Yeah, so, but you, to ask yourself that, you have to, for you to even be like, what's up? You have already identified within yourself, like, something like something up with you, because you ain't doing shit. Like, you're like, I, I know good and well, I ain't been exerting myself overly to deserve this shit right here. So what is it that you want? Yeah. Because again, there's again corporate America. I don't know what y'all jobs be on, but if in my in my line of work, they like to give um, appreciation to different departments or different employees in the morning, what have you. Just you know, birthdays. Anyway, those are benevolent acts in the workplace. But like you said, when you just kind of just kind of coasting and I'm just here doing my eight and then great and go home not no more no less but somebody's trying to bestow all this stuff on you you gotta sit back what is it that you want especially when it comes to gender 
Let's we gotta throw that in the pot too, cause we gotta speak for we we guys, but women they be propositioned in the workplace too, and these sick colleagues be trying to gift them with things to lure them into certain acts, index. Ladies, we ain't forgot about you. You don't, don't say that, but you think about shit like that, and that's why you gotta be aware. Um, and I told you this reminded me of power before we started. Like, you think back, people will probably offer James something, you know, his higher ups offer him something. He'd be like, oh, thank you. He don't want them to have to owe him nothing. Well, he don't want to have to owe them nothing, and he don't want them to have no leverage over him. Because mm-hmm. you got to despise the free lunch. I, I don't mind that. Um, sometimes. It just depends on how powerful you view yourself as. Because you stated at the beginning, ego will kill you with this one. He has viewed himself powerful of all powerful to where I should not, you should come and ask me for a favor. I shouldn't have to come, no matter how, I don't want to feel like you have leverage over me. Nobody should ever feel like that someone will have leverage over you that it will kick your legs from under you. Mm. You should never ever feel like that because at the end of the day, like you said, can you get out of that shit storm by yourself? That just circles back to your question then. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So like, for you, you had to have a plug at one point to become who you are. You didn't give a fuck about owing a motherfucker then. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? When have you gotten so big of yourself that you felt like someone would have leverage over you because you just made a business move to maneuver yourself and catapult yourself further than what you have? Because as, as quote, the power and finances, you spend other people's money anyway. Other people's money. You know what I'm saying? So you got to go ask somebody for that money. To make more money, but that's the but that's the thing. You that's a matter of you doing it for your personal gain or your business gain. It's something you're going out to make do all of this so that you can get to another area, right? Yes. Okay. And I think I know where you're going now with that. But then it's people who are trying to give you shit for their personal gain. Yeah, because. But they need you because they had to come to you because you are the you are you. How can you feel like somebody got leverage over you when yeah. they need they need you because you the leverager? But they had to come to ghost. They're coming to ghost knowing, nigga. When I give you something, it is going to move a lot because of, of who you are. A lot of them underestimate. So personal through. gain is always personal gain for them. He should ne- he should look at it as, bruh, I gotta have to uplift somebody else. Y'all just keep using me. He should never view it as you got leverage over me. Mm-hmm. Niggas is coming to ghost because he's the most powerful motherfucker that they think that's alive and he's the most dangerous motherfucker. He should never feel any type of feelings within himself that somebody has the upper hand when they had to come to him to give him a business offer. When he got to say, nah, man, I decline. I if, you have to, if you have to gratefully decline, 
no nigga would have no leverage on you because if they had leverage on you, nigga, you can't decline because you need it. How can you gratefully decline some shit you need? Pride. <laughs> but you need it, brother. Pride. So I mean, you will get to a point where you gonna so how break did, it so how did they come to him? Obviously, you know and you need it. You had to have that conversation. Or did somebody in your circle tell me you down bad that I felt the need to come make you feel some type of way by asking, hey, man, you need a loan? That's the only way pride should hurt you. Because I intentionally came because I know you down. But if a nigga didn't come to him because knowing that he was down, he should never feel insecure, feel like somebody has the upper hand on him because you did not have to seek that and they don't know that you down so again I ask you why would pride for the most powerful man like that destroy him like that then? because at the end of the day you, it's a win win for you still but when you look at storylines like that it brings self doubt within our community movies are always supposed to have self doubt within yourself and have a cheerleader on the sideline to boost you up to tell you no you got it why the fuck are we already starting with self doubt why do you feel like you own your P's and Q's that you feel like some other man is going to have a leverage over you nigga you the most powerful but it, but it ain't even about leverage though it's a, it's a matter of owe somebody it's a matter of You going for trying to obtain power, right? Mm-hmm. You got the power though, uh, man. But it's a it's but to some there's more power to be had. Everybody That's greed, man. I mean, hey, hey, I didn't make the rules. I didn't say I'm not saying How not. can an insecure man be greedy, man? That's a that's a God question. How can an insecure man be greedy, man? How can the most powerful person that has everything still be insecure that you have everything? What makes you still be insecure? What would still make that man know? Well, let's lead with that then, man. That, that if you if he ain't got Jesus, we need to scratch this whole book. Cause this no, we need to scratch this. Listen, listen, no, we're not saying books. that we jump to another <laughs> conversation, but Bro, there's no need for about the 48 laws of power because if you got the fire oh, yeah, power God, over God. people, this is not God. Oh, yeah, that's this. Let that be explained. That's this not God. A, this isn't a Christian. Topic. That ain't God. This is not a Christian topic. So that man that's powerful like that, bro, he should never feel like that. And that's the thing. And yeah, great thing because I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak on When you have books like this, 48 hours of power, first of all, it can't be a, a Christian book or a spiritual book mm-hmm. for that matter because we already know who has all power. We already know that there's no law you know, that we can have against God. So, no, that's why I say we're not here at Oswood Park that's telling you to go out and purposefully enact these laws on people because that's not of God to be be honest. Again, we're in like the literature. This is a not this is a text that is out in the world that you know some people are taking heart, that are using, are trying to manipulate others. And this it would be it behoove you to be aware of certain things. I'm not saying so you can be paranoid around people, but if you notice again, 
you in a position, you come to work every day, you doing what you got to do. You're not, again, you're not looking to take nobody mental. You're just doing your work. And if you are getting constant benevolent material things and free lunches and just a rate, well, thank God for the rates, but be reasonable. You have to be aware of people's motives. And no, I'm not saying that everybody is out to get you or everybody's out to have leverage over you. Some people aren't really out to be benevolent and to, to give out the greatness of their heart. But, and that's not a fact. That's not a matter of fact here in this type of book. This is about people who are giving you shit to gain something for them. And they're using you as a pawn. A lot of people in power underestimated ghosts. Because Ghost was expanding. Ghost was meeting people for the first time. Ghost was dealing with some people for the first time. Yeah, he had his runnings for Lobos, but a lot of people, including Simon Stern, underestimated Ghost. And Stern would try to give Ghost things, and I can't name off the top of my head, but he would, you know, offer things to Ghost, and he would say, be like, nah, because he already knew the type of person Simon Stern was. Nothing that he did was out of the goodness of his heart. Let me ask you a question. At one point in time, did Ghost outsmart his master? I mean, he got all of Simon Stern's clubs. Okay. At one point in time, did Ghost pose as a friend, act as a spy? Yes. Okay. He exhibited all those powers. Mm -hmm. When you do unto others, that is why you say paranoid. Because again, he know he did it to somebody first. So now you you're your trying to be your guard is up mm -hmm. to because those are all the rules that he fucking broke, man. That you said oh, those, don't be those, those are not supposed to be broke, brother. There's, there's That's why that. he feels like that. You your book's telling you the rules and the laws, and he has broken every one of them. You're not gonna play by this playbook perfect all the time, and you gonna again. You gotta think about it on the reverse, like somebody maybe. Using this book towards you as you're doing it, somebody but you're else. telling us not to do that, and that's a you, you're I'm telling us not to you. go out here and exhibit these behaviors for wrong, I'm right? I'm saying that I say the uh, influence, yes, exactly. You, you but he's a prime, and you want to do it, that is on you, and he's a prime example of the disclaimer that you gave because this is what happens when you do that. Mm -hmm. These are the way you have to walk around in life feeling. Because again, a man that has that much power should not be that paranoid. Because again, a man that's flying straight and narrow of learning his businesses and looking out and making sure everyone eats, you should never have to feel like. Because your insecurities and your conscience and just like uh, what, uh, what Rocco said, man, you know, Bruh, he, one day he felt like karma is going to get him because of what he did. The karma is going to get you. He did all that shit in the past, cousin. Now he's he's feeling some type of way that he has to protect himself. And that somebody don't get it. So he can't take, he can't even take something from somebody that he feels like again. They want to use him to catapult. But in your, your pride is telling you, Nah, I can't even do that because of who I am and I don't want to feel some type of way. But that nigga need you. Ghost ain't never need nobody else, cuz. Ghost didn't need anybody, but he was resourceful. But, that's but he didn't need anybody. But my thing with that is, 
you have to know, like, I had lost my pants off just that fast. But it's like when you have somebody who's just trying to use you as a pawn. It's, it's not even a pawn. It is this. He brings movement. He would move the needle. Anything that you have involved with him, he will move the needle. You have no question. If you invest with him, you make a move. His name behind something. His, his hand in everything is going to move the needle. So everybody's going to come to him. You should never feel like that again. That somebody has the upper hand with you. You should just feel like, damn, niggas keep fucking using me because they know I'm the shit. Leave me alone. It's all, it's all, it's all how you Leave me alone. It's all how you perceive it, though. It's all how you perceive it. Because he broke those laws. He I'm broke those it. laws. He broke those laws. Insecurity and you being paranoid because he broke those laws. That's why. And it's telling you, this book is telling you, nigga, what not to do. How to use it. What to do, what not to do. What not to do, what to do, how to use it in, in strategic form. And you you got the book right here, bro. He reads, that, that type of nigga has a, a library in his mansion. Yeah. He reads, but the image on TV is he's a thug. I got it. But the nigga is intelligent. I got it. Go ahead. So, so I don't want you to lose it again. Even if you're doing everything that you say, you say you're just doing for, you're building your success, you're doing it the right way, you're doing it, you, you a powerful man shouldn't have to look over his shoulder. He should, especially if you're doing it the right way, he shouldn't have to look over his shoulder. He shouldn't have to worry about any opposition. But you cannot take for granted other people's mindsets. But we only using that because of the lifestyle he lived. It's a dangerous lifestyle that he was living. I mean, yeah, but I'm talking right. We just had doing it the right way. We know that James Ain't was never legit all the way throughout power. Yes. But we talk about like if somebody is doing it like by the book and made it by the book, he shouldn't have to worry about. We will somebody. only have to worry about someone shitting you. But not having the upper hand. They could just come in and steal from you. They don't have the upper hand on you that you need them. You would worry about someone slipping in, stealing from you, taking from you, and draining you. And not having the upper hand on you. And they work as a friend and pose as a spy to get information. And they pull the rug from up under you. And then that can make the upper hand because if you fall hard, then what? Because they may not need to have as much as you had to say that they got you. They don't have to have the fortune that you had. They don't have to exceed what whatever accolades you've made. All their what they said off the bat, man. Some people just like to see the world burn. Taking the losses out, right? But he would have to hit rock bottom for them to have a win. He has to lose it all. He has to lose it all. But for you to just take a loss, you'd be like, damn, I know I can't fuck with that move. But he has to. That mindset has to be to where they take him out. Yeah. And more so, yeah. and that means death. Not, 
depends on how far they're trying to go. Because of the type of person, the only person that can wipe him out on a financial state mm-hmm. of him losing it all is the FBI. No regular people that he make wills and deals with cannot wipe him financially. They would have to kill him. Financially wipe out this FBI. So again, a regular person, they can only come to him and he take a loss or he just says, damn, motherfuckers using me. But they won't, he can't take a loss. He's too powerful. And if you look at the storyline, you see how they raise him up in that to where every scene, somebody has to go through ghost advice. I need a hit. I need a loan. I need this. That means that black man was powerful. But like you said. So he should never feel like someone has the upper hand. Everybody had to come to ghost. Even, what's his name? Came 50 Cent. 50 Cent envied him. 50 Cent was plotting since he got out of jail. So again, because why? He's the most powerful one. 50 Cent couldn't move. His business ventures had to be connected with him. 50 couldn't go and compete with him. Nobody, it was rarely anybody could compete with him. So what do they do? They come to him with a business proposition to come together because he's too powerful to try to compete with. You will lose. Your pockets ain't deep enough. Your grind ain't hard enough. You can't compete with ghosts. So you have to come and join forces with ghosts and just try to slowly wipe him out and steal from him. You would never have the upper hand on Ghost. His character would never, ever, the way that it's set up, yeah. it would never happen that way. But a person... Wait for season two. But you're right, though, bro. Like, you, you're right about that one. I can't wait. You got that one. And I, never, and I only watched one season of Power, bro. And I, I, I've only watched one season. Bro. And I, I binge-watched it three years ago, and I never watched it ever again. That Man. told me enough about Power. It, no, it didn't. It told me enough about it because the illusion, because it's just, it's, it's, it would get you so There's wrapped up with so just, much more in I know, seasons afterwards. I know, but what is that doing for my life? Man, like, what you, do. you know what I'm saying? Like just understanding my culture has to look up to a man got business ventures, but he out here getting dirty money that he's trying to clean up. Which goes into our last point. Assume formlessness. Yeah, so. Hey, you do what you you have to adapt. You have to adapt. In all things, all manners, and all capacities. You need to learn to adapt. Not everything can go your way. Not everything can go according to plan. And such as you see in power all the time. Shit just don't be going to plan. But you gotta maneuver. Gotta pivot. And and you always have to, and that's just again, you can't win unless you fail. So sometimes you gotta pivot because again, you either see the writing on the wall. Can't win unless you try. And or you win and lost, and you like, okay, well, I don't want to lose like that ever again. What do I need to improve so I never this will never happen to me again? Mm-hmm. But yeah, um. That I've watched only one season of that, and it gave me, and I I enjoyed. Sometimes with me, the the original is good enough for me. I don't want to spoil it for, cause I feel like storylines, you just, you know how when you watch you drain a rag out and eventually, cause like it's just stride out to it. You have to keep dragging it on. I think that first one gave me. 
sequels and like certain original movies I love to just that's what I want to go to the grave with I don't want to watch something else being messed up with it like Space Jam I can't believe <laughs> LeBron right now is going to be the best for these up and coming kids but it's like I was here for the original Space Jam yeah, Michael they, Jordan they, at least you nothing, nothing, against, nothing against LeBron it's just certain like Fridays you know, I felt like, okay, the first one, we the second have one. Yeah, it's like sure. sometimes just let it go. Sure. Let it go. Let us still find people sure. like to run the well dry because they don't want to be one hit wonders, but it's like at some point do you have the drive and the writers are you just getting complacent because you know everybody just gonna come see it because of the name. You start realizing, like, Tyler Perry has gotten really complacent. Like, I went back and watched his plays, and I was like, damn. Mm-hmm. Boy, when them, in 2005, 06, mm-hmm. when them plays was lit. Mm-hmm. And you look at it now, it's like, oh, you just living off the name Tyler Perry now. Mm-hmm. You just don't give a fuck. You just exploiting your people. Mm-hmm. Come, fuck, come spend your money, because I'm Tyler Perry, whether you like it or not, it's like, you ain't even trying no the more. The first few plays was... Lit. Yeah. Lit. April 10th. Lit, bro. Them old man, bad wigs. <laughs> Fat town of man. I can, I can do bad by myself. As she needs, Mr. Brown. Like, <laughs> wig. Yeah, bro. Wig got the, the, it looked like a high school play. You know, like, those were the lit Tyler Perry's. Until he got down to exploiting the people. And it's like, you got that much money, bro. Like, expand. Stop still being cheap with it. Like, you got blessed with this. Like, let's stop giving us what you still, what you had at the beginning. Don't we deserve more after the money we done gave you, nigga? Support that we done gave you? The least we can have is for you to try some more, my nigga. Try. Give us something better. Give us the same story. I guess you feel feel like he, when he burst out from Medea, I guess. I I don't know. I don't know. Tyler Perry definitely found what worked for him and he ran it all the way up. But even in the same breath, you know. You know how how I feel about your boy Tyler Perry and T.D. Jakes, you know. Right. <laughs> it's just like when you when you when you going through life, when you going through these different experiences work. Yeah, be fluid at work too. Like even if you don't want to get taken advantage of, be versatile in what you can do. Yeah. It's you can always set boundaries, but you know, be ready for anything because you really just never know what they may ask you ask of you. And wouldn't that be a pleasure for you to show them, yeah, I'm not that. Mm-hmm. Look at you that got a promotion because you move huh? tap in different entities of your job. Because they need you. Until what you got? They hey shit, we need they that. They ain't know it until they needed it. Yeah. Until you until you you didn't dim your life for nobody, but you waited. God gonna have that special time for you to show what it is all you can and do. And when they give it to you, capitalize off of it, or what they will do is give it to you. And slowly but surely, you'll start noticing yourself teaching it to somebody else Mm -hmm. for them to take your shit. So either you hold it down 
and you make them feel okay, like they it. don't need nobody else because you, only you can do it. Mm-hmm. I always say teachable. When you get complacent, you will start seeing somebody up under you yeah. and they be like, show him how it's the, yeah, That's the slick way they do show it. Show him how, like, we want to make sure everybody kind of know what's going on. So, we, so, we're not over, person. so we're not trying to overwork, overwhelm you. They gonna play you now. Yeah, yeah that's a that's one of them laws. Yeah. When they do that, that means you know, but you start slacking. You not la- you not start lacking, like boy. Well, they teach them what you know, so they be yeah. So you better figure out time. what the fuck you need to be doing, cause now you almost out the door. So you need to get on it. You on a day by day basis. Yeah, get on it. Start sending more emails. Get more involved. Go ahead and make sure you all your reports is in. Do tip top work. Come in on time early. Need to be there ten minutes early. Time early. <laughs> hey, boy, <laughs> hey, you get no. You, I'm talking about that nigga said make sure you get right, get on time early. Oh yeah, and you ain't late. Whatever that is, you ain't late. You Whatever late. you just said, you, <laughs> you ain't late. You ain't late. Get on time early. Nah. <laughs> oh God. I can't say no better than that. We're going to leave that alone. That's you be fluid, be flexible, be teachable. Man, again, we only gave y'all seven out of the 48 laws of power. There's so much. And, I mean, again, go, go back. Listen to this. Go get the book. Read the book. Get into it. Learn. See what you see what's familiar, what you may have done, what someone may have done to you, what you feel somebody might try to do to you. All of that's in the book. You learn it from different, again, different historical figures who have, you know, implemented these things, these laws to try to conquer countries, kingdoms, get people, you know, relationships, just everything. It works on all platforms. It works at work. It works at home. It works. Yeah, don't do it so much as at home. But people do it at home. Make sure you have a happy home. Don't don't do all that shit. But yeah, it's applicable to every aspect of your life. Take it, man. Yeah, I appreciate you, bro. Hey man, I appreciate the invite, man. Um. But you know what? I brought this up to you. Um, mm-hmm. It was actually a, a, a request from one of your guests. Uh, your, I mean, not one of your guests, but one of your followers that I actually passed you along to. Oh, man, shut up. And um, they said, hey, ask him if you want to speak on 48 Laws of Power. Mm-hmm. And I just said, hey. Dude, have you ever read it? Because, shit, I was just going to give it to you to speak on. And you were like, oh, you think you can handle that? And I was like, well, yeah, I was like, well, shit, I wasn't planning on it. But if I'm invited, that's what you want to do. Why not? And I was like, you know what? That's interesting. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do a solid and I'm going to read this. I'm going to give him the respect to actually have read this and be able to touch on it with him like I'm talking about 23 hours <clears throat> 23 hours my boy 23 hours 23 hours of this shit like boy I ain't never 
<laughs> but I thank you for that. Like, for you to invite me to push me to have to even to say not even just to come and talk about it, but to actually know about this shit and can talk to it. Like, other than my our first episode we had, you were the only one to read that book. I was like, man, you know what, bro? I owe him. Uh, I owe him enough if I'm coming on his platform to have read this, to be able to speak to him of of the book. Not to go in there to feel like, nigga, oh, I can just talk logically to this nigga giving me the laws. Good. And I could have, bro, but at the same time, it, like, it, does it helps. It you when both, per- both people have read it. Yeah. And honestly, again, and I, I, bro, I thank you for that. Again, I, just invite me, bro. Like, and the fact that you was able to do that, I thank you. Look you in your eye and tell you. Thank you so much for that. And, man, what I, like, I don't want people to feel like they have, they capitalize just have to have read the book when they come on up. Because I can't expect that. That's not a, that's not a, uh, that's not an expectation, but I do, it does hit different when the person has engaged, has done it, and has actually, you know, endowed in the book. You actually have a substantial conversation. You definitely, you definitely can, bro. Now, I can, just listening to us go back and forth, and I can't wait to hear this, mm-hmm. but it's going to be a big fucking difference from this one oh, yeah. to the, the last one. Like, that the too, the maturity thing, and not only that, man, like, to be able to touch on it and we be on one accord because I read it. Mm-hmm. And it's not feeling like, you know, it's a disconnect because I don't know what you're talking about because I didn't read it. And I'm just speaking. But to know what you read and it comes back to me, be like, oh, yeah, definitely. You're able to expound on some shit that you're knowledgeable about. If you ain't knowledgeable about it, you can't expand on it. I can just talk to it, but I can't expand on it. I challenge y'all to read the books, man. It, I'm telling you, just try it. The only advantage just he try had it. is that he already requested it, so I already knew. Now, some of you, you, most of you, you don't know until you sit down. So that's that's the credit I give to you. You may not have read said book that we're talking about, and that is okay. That is the beauty of those who have podcasts. We are generating conversation from content in the book. And hopefully, whatever small tidbit we give will compel you to go read the book. I will honestly say, in the last couple months alone, I'm like, I'm so I'm grateful for the few books that have been rented out. Like people who have wanted to read, I'm letting people read books. Like I got at least four or five books out right now. Like it's amazing because you want to read it. But Matt, it's no excuse, bro. You schedule recordings a month out. I'm not even talking about people that guests. I'm just talking about people who listen and yeah. have been oh, around. But yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Like if you are if you are a guest, I mean I'm It's a month out, I, bro. Because I feel because I feel it, I'ma say this. If I so choose for next season, and you're right, I schedule 
good bit out. I'll let you know what I'm thinking or like what book I'm thinking. But I don't know, man. It's just the it's just the adventure of sitting down and figuring out what to talk about with you. Because even though I write it down, I still don't know what I, what I'm gonna say when we talk about it. Well, I'm an audio. I'm I get and I'm an audio learner, so I guess I got the advantage because. Most people can't listen to something and pay attention, so they have to sit down and read it. Man, I'm always on the move, so I'm listening to this book in the truck, in the car, while I'm working out. Like, I'm take so it, it twenty three hours ain't nothing, in thirty days, nigga, that's an hour. That's a, what an hour a day. I can get out of the way and still have days left over before it come. Like, I, I just get so the audible. I hear not only for me. Can make time to read, like you can't, because people ask me, "How do you do it, bro?" First of all, I'm not a fair example. Yeah, that's, I wanted, but you guys, I wanted to do it. I wanted and to do it, and, that's and it I felt is. like it was it would mean more to you and what you had going on for me to put effort into doing it. What would it hurt me, bro? It it didn't kill me to fucking read that book. But again, that was already pre-discussed. Yeah. So for everyone else, I want you, I encourage the team, look at the books, because I know on Instagram, I've seen you post books like me. Mm. Look into, look into this literature. Get your audios, your Kindles, your hard copies, like your physical copies. It's so many different ways. You find what works for you. You find things that interest you. I mean, hey, you may not know what interests you, which is why I post it as I read. Because something from that description may keep your interest. Mm-hmm. Like, speak of terror, man. Speak of terror. And never goes to that. If you are politically inclined and you really like like the government and whatnot, those are two books I want to say you should read. I'm getting more into those type of books. And it's been pretty fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, this is only the beginning. We gonna keep reading, we keep growing, we keep discussing and being enlightened through literature. So again, I appreciate you, brother, for coming through. Thank you for having me, man. This discussion was dynamic, and like y'all listening, I hope that you were able to, you know, take take these things, these nuggets that we were saying, apply it, internalize it, see just how it applies around. Like, what you've probably tried to do, something that somebody tried to do, you know, all of these different things, man. Like, this is what it's about. 48 hours without Robin You know, talking about never outshining the master. When do actually that argument poses a framework as a spy? Don't kill the fortress. That cruise ship was a very, very simple thing. Play the perfect quarter, despise free lynch and assume formless. These are just a tidbit of this book. It's so much. It's a it's a little thin, it's a dense book if you want to get it, but so much. So for everyone who listened, we thank you. Thank you for coming, catching the vibes, and being a man through literature. This is exactly what it's about. And I, I I'm so humbled. And I hope that y'all listen, enjoy, play back, share it, all of that. And until we meet again, everyone, stay with me.